Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. In the book of Numbers, it reads, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. It is the time of year when we are reminded with strong words to be on the watch. Not in a kind of sort of way, but in a way of great anticipation. Because the Christmas story proclaims peace on earth, goodwill towards men. C.S. Lewis reminded us, God cannot give us peace apart from himself, because it is not there. It does not exist. Now, there are some folks out there whose age sort of tricks people into thinking they're adults. And their high watermark is that their bucket list begins with Coors and ends with PBR. They say new beginnings are often disguised as painful endings, anticipated with hard landings. And they're more into looking at challenges in life at a kind of sort of level of participation. And we have to consider this as normal. But at some point, we're going to have to have a tough conversation with them. Because we love them. Beginning with the big question, are they looking for peace? And if so then it might follow that they're going to need to stop staring directly at their large intestines. It has been pointed out countless times that you can't kind of sort of ride a rodeo bull or buck and bronc. You can't kind of sort of be pregnant. You can't kind of sort of love anyone connected to you by 23andMe. You can't kind of sort of love the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit either, because all these things require a level of participation that is at an all-in level, to stay on the ride, become a parent, honor your father and mother, have a relationship with the Almighty. A kind of sort of level of commitment is more like saying to someone, I just want you to know that if a jellyfish ever stung you, I would pee on you. The bulwark that forms the foundation of peace within us stems from faith, hope, and love, regarded as the theological virtues. Soren Kierkegaard defined faith as a passion for the impossible. God gave us the ability to reason, but faith goes beyond. It's a passion for what reason cannot see. And the book of Hebrews tells us that without faith, every human effort is empty. Hope is often guided by the things in our lives that appear the most innocent. Consider the poem, The Captain's Daughter, by James T. Fields. We were crowded in the cabin, not a soul would dare to sleep. It was midnight on the waters, and the storm was on the deep. Tis a fearful thing in winter to be shattered by the blast, and to hear the rattling trumpet thunder cut away the mast. So we shuddered there in silence, for the stoutest held its breath, while the hungry sea was roaring and the breakers talked with death. As thus we sat in darkness, each one busy with his prayers, we are lost, the captain shouted, and he staggered down the stairs. But his little daughter whispered as she shook his icy hand, Isn't God upon the ocean just the same as on the land? Then we kissed the little maiden, and we spoke in better cheer. And we anchored safe in harbor when the morn was shining clear. Love is sacrificial. It requires suffering. And it's very tough at times. But it always seeks the good of the other. But we fear speaking to that friend who has that kind of sort of personality about how much we love Jesus and, and why we have peace 
we struggle for the right words, the right timing. That sacrificial, suffering, tough love thing is a hard dialogue. It's hard to have, even with people that we love immensely. Mother Teresa reminded us, if we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. Our Lord was not a peace-at-any-price kind of guy. Read the Bread of Life discourse in John chapter 6, and you'll see this clearly. He was not afraid to rock the boat. He did not seek unity at the expense of truth, but only unity in the truth. He was not trying to attract followers by withholding the truth from them and making discipleship seem easier than it actually would be. So to the men and women who are anxious, struggling for the words, or just saying it's not their business what other people want to believe, then these words from the 19th century Englishman John Thelwell might describe their thoughts, who wrote, It is unfair to influence a child's mind by inculcating any opinions before it should have come to years of discretion and be able to choose for itself. One of Thelwell's contemporaries wrote, A man took his friend out to his backyard to share with him the greatest joy of his life, something he had loved from the days before its birth. It is my garden, he told his friend, and it is the most special place of all to me. Well, how so, said the friend. It is covered with weeds. Oh, the man replied, that is only because it has not yet come to its age of discretion and choice. The weeds, you see, have taken the liberty to grow, and I thought it unfair in me to prejudice the soil towards roses and strawberries. A people so weakened will not be much for the battle, let alone be watchful. Martin Luther King was the one who said, I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word. But this does not mean a total lack of action is required to go with it. Do not the people sleep peaceably in their beds at night, only because angels who can make war stand ready to do violence on their behalf. Jesus said to us, Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Faith is defined as assurance, distinguishing it from opinion. By it, the patriarchs realized that the earth was not their true home, and so they longed for a dwelling more glorious. We tend to look skyward at this time of year, maybe thinking that if we look hard enough, we too might see the host of heaven's angels arrayed across the cosmos like that first Christmas night. Men recognize a need for watchfulness. When the snowmen and manger scenes, Santa Clauses and church bells ring in December. But do they remember it with a great virtue, like Tiny Tim who said, that he hoped the people saw him in church because he was a cripple. And it might be pleasant for them to remember upon Christmas Day, the one whom made lame beggars walk and blind men see. Now that is the faith, hope, and love that will not disappoint. But how will the children know if someone is not there to show and to tell them? God bless us, everyone. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. And Merry Christmas. Dominus Vobiscum.